Hello, and welcome to Words About Games, a show about video games for the modern adult. My name is Justin, and I'm a lover and a fighter, as well as a video game enthusiast. And my name is Kyle. I'm a developer, designer, business owner, husband, a father of two, and when the time allows, I sometimes play video games. Every episode, we select a game that neither of us have played. We then have one week to play it before reconvening to share our appraisals, provide commentary, and ultimately render judgment as to whether that game is worth your valuable time. Today, we picked one that both Kyle and I have played before, but it's been updated enough that it's practically a new game. So, Kyle, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about it. We played No Man's Sky, uh, developed by Hello Games, originally released in 2016, came to the Xbox in 2018, I believe. Uh, so you can currently play it on Xbox, PC, and PS4. Mm-hmm. And the real reason why we decided to play it is about two weeks ago, as of this recording, so around September 23rd, they released their 3.0 update, which they called origins which drastically has changed the game so much so this is the 13th major update they've added since this game launched and you know originally when it launched it you know it was quite the controversy i think everyone has heard of no man's sky mm-hmm. if you play games and uh it's also it was kind of a uh, punching bag and like a butt of a lot of jokes for quite some time but has it been fully redeemed at this point what's interesting is not only is this the 13th update is the 13th free update to this game right which is crazy especially in this day and age yeah no one does that and so just to highlight uh some of the some of the updates which i think are, are huge so obviously we talked about xbox because it was originally pc the last major point zero update was vr support mm-hmm. which again is crazy that that came to an existing game for free they added multiplayer Right. Which is ridiculous. They added crossplay, which is also crazy mm-hmm. uh, for a game of this size. But this update, um, I mean, the UI completely changed. The entire menu structure changed, mm-hmm. both before you get into the game and while you're in the game. Just so much new creatures, new. It's nuts. I think it's safe to say that, you know, where the game is now, where it was even a year ago, was a totally different game than when it launched. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. It's definitely something worth exploring. You know, if it's something that you've maybe passed on up to this point, um, it's something you definitely want to consider looking at now. For sure. And it's always on sale. Right. I feel like that game got crazy cheap at one point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure even now it's still constantly on sale. And they've already made mention that they want to get it ready for the next generation of consoles. Oh, they have? They have. So can you imagine PS5, Series X with ray tracing and those textures? Oh, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I can imagine that. That's good, because actually kind of leads into one of my points I was going to talk about later. So neither of us owned a PS4 when this game first came out, so we both kind of had to pass on it. My brother had a PS4, so he played it when it first came out, and I think like most people, he was a little bit underwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. I guess it was a pretty cool experience, but just not what he expected, not what it was kind of built up to be with all the hype. Right. So when you played on Xbox, Mm -hmm. did you get it as soon as it came out for Xbox? I did, yeah. The day that it was available, even when they first announced it was coming to Xbox, you know, I was super excited. I think I I might have even pre-ordered it and had it all downloaded and ready to go. Oh, wow. Probably stayed up to midnight that night to play and this time around when we started it over because we both agreed to start from scratch yep you played on xbox as well this time around i did not both you and i cashed in on that ps4 slim deal back in november Mm -hmm. 
you know, I figured since we're kind of thinking we'll be looking at the PS5 as our primary consoles in the future, like I'm going to get used to playing things on the PlayStation. Interesting. So I played it primarily on my PS4 Slim, but I did also delve a little bit into it on the uh, xCloud streaming to my mm. Mm-hmm. to my Pixel, yep, and uh, played it on my original Xbox One, and then a little bit on the Xbox One X. Interesting. Okay. Yep. I exclusively played on my Pixel. Yeah. Which is a very interesting experience. So I'll be interested to hear yeah. what your, your thoughts were. Oh, yeah. I've got some thoughts just on XCloud in general, or Game Pass uh, cloud streaming, I guess, as it's called now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to find out your experience with that. Like we said, we both kind of came into this game knowing what it was. We knew what it was originally. We knew what it was when we first started playing it. There had been tons of updates, but I think the last time that I really played it, I'm looking here, it might have been in like the 2.2 update. I, I kind of had left the game for a long time. And I knew mm-hmm. I follow Sean Murray and Hello Games on Twitter, and you know, I'm always excited about their updates, but there's just so much stuff to play. You can't always justify going back to something that you had played a good bit before. Right. A lot of the new content that I saw uh, while playing this time wasn't even necessarily stuff added in the most recent update. It was stuff that's been added, you know, in the last year, uh, maybe year and a half even. I'm not sure the time on a lot of these. but Right. And it is it is hard to tell sometimes because of the way it's procedurally generated. It is also hard to differentiate because like you, I, I might have even fallen off a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff that I certainly didn't witness. And then as you dive more into it, 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 it is really hard to tell. Of, oh, is this new this time around? Is this new a year ago? Right. But that's what makes it exciting is... Right. Because it doesn't really matter when it was added. You know, you might... Right. There might be something new that you just don't even discover even after playing it. Exactly. That's kind of the point is that there's always stuff out there for you to discover. So I think w- when diving into it and talking about expectations going into it, Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can say for myself, I was excited to get back into it again. Yeah. Especially with this update. I knew pretty much everything high level that was in the update, as we do follow every update, even if we don't dive into it. Right. I will say, you know, one of the things that I always expect with this game is kind of the slow burn, mm-hmm. which, you know, as as you and I have discussed, I have to be in the mood for that type of game. I have to be in the right. mood for... It's not an action-packed game. It's it's a very chill experience. No. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great, I mean, especially when I can just sit on my phone and do it. Yeah. It's great. Yep. So tell me about uh, your experience playing it through Game Pass streaming. Okay. So I was in the beta of of Game Pass or xCloud, Mm. whatever they called it back then. Microsoft desperately needs to fix their branding, which we've talked about. But whoever is in charge of naming stuff, stop it. Go home. Yeah. So I was in the beta. The beta, I've I always had very good success in playing games. I think every once in a while a game would drop off or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I always try to remember: Does a game have crazy long load times, or is it just the experience of streaming a game through a phone? And I have a hard time differentiating that. Now I will say. Loading this game up for the very first time on Game Pass Mm -hmm. was difficult. In what way? It just took forever to load. But again, maybe that's how the game is, and I just don't remember. Now, are you talking about there was like there's the initial, you know, when you select it from the menu in Game Pass, actually getting into the game as they're launching it? Yes. Or are you talking about like that when you're looking at the star field of. No, uh, so like just getting okay. into like just the game, you know, the rocket ship. Yeah. Kind of just there, that green screen. Yeah. Just waiting for something to happen. That, that probably has more to do with the cloud services uh, setting mm-hmm. up a new instance for you. So there was that. And, you know, I'm willing to 
to take the hit because I'm playing a massive title on my phone. Right. So it's you're willing to take those in. Now, the one concern I had with this game is readability, right? Right. So if I wanted to play a Madden or a shooter or anything else on my phone, not a big deal. But a game where I have to read text, especially because it has been so long, I actually paid attention to the tutorial. There you go. A little bit more, just so I could remember That's things. That's new for you? That is very new for me. I Normally, <laughs> I don't care. So, just being able to read, I was very concerned. I will say, it was fantastic. Now, I also have the Pixel 4 XL. All right. So, my phone is bigger compared to, I think you just Mine. have the standard right right but i loved it obviously i think a game like this would also be it's not giving it to do justice to just play it on my phone Mm -hmm. so if if i have the time to get into it more i'll I'll certainly probably move to a larger screen yeah but it it was a really good overall experience yeah just on game pass i think it's a great fit for that streaming platform too because i think it's not something i've experienced a ton, but when you're streaming games from the cloud, I think there's a potential for input lag or, you know, like the stream lag to really affect you. Right. If you're playing with something that's like a, a very twitchy shooter, that, that can really mess up your ability to enjoy the game. Yeah. But, you know, No Man's Sky, that's the worst kind of twitchy situation you're going to find yourself in is maybe zapping some sentinels, but, right. you know, for the most part, a little bit of input lag isn't going to ruin your experience at all. Exactly. So for you, tell me about just the actual experience of the game. So, you know, it was a very familiar experience. Like you said, the UI was changed, but, you know, loading up on the PlayStation or the Xbox itself, exactly how it was before. You know, you still have all your same game modes. Um, you have, you know, it, it was exactly what I expected. It didn't even really feel all that new to me. Hmm. Like, you know, the UI obviously looked different, but the first 40 minutes of the game still play out exactly the same, I think, as what they did before. Now, I will ask this because I don't remember. I feel like the very first time I played this game, I did not have as many environmental issues. Hmm. As what I had this time. Environmental and it's like the different biomes. The different biomes. I had constant storms. Yeah. Like it was crazy just to get through the tutorial because I was yeah. constantly hunting for something else just to stay alive. Yeah. That's been that way for at least the last couple updates that I had played. Hmm, interesting. Here's one thing that, that confuses me about the game is it has something of an inverse difficulty curve. You know, a lot of games, they start off kind of easy. They teach you how to how to move, how to jump how to shoot and, you know, take out basic enemies that don't even shoot back. Right. And then, you know, the, the game ramps up in difficulty as you go. And No Man's Sky is, is pretty much the opposite. It starts off, you know, you're on this planet, you've got no ship. You always start off on an um, environmentally hazardous planet. And for some reason, you have, you know, your two little health bars. One is for your, your oxygen that depletes as you run and jump. And the other is your environmental protection. It starts off at like 20%. Yeah, you're already down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I started a few games on the permadeath mode, which I normally don't play. But, you know, I figured, hey, you know, I'll just try to add a little bit of tension to it and see what happens. And I ended up dying three times before finding my ship. Wow. Yeah. You know, because it's just it's so low. And uh, I think you take maybe a little bit more damage from the uh, hostile plants and stuff in that mode. I'm not sure. But, you know, it's just crazy. Like I, I would start and immediately, you know, scramble to, to collect enough ferrite dust to mm-hmm. be able to rebuild my scanner to fudge. And you know, it was a race, and I still I lost that race like twice, like which is just crazy to me. Like you know, for someone new to the game, yeah, for a lot of players, I think it would shut them off right away. Right, yeah, to be overwhelmed like that right at the start. But then once you find your ship, 
you know, and, and you're there. I think always on the way to your ship, you, you'll encounter one of those storms too, mm, uh, unless okay. it, it happens to spawn close enough to you that you can make it there before it, it hits. But I think they always have a time to do that, those kind of set things to, to show you, which I, I get, you know, you want to kind of throw the player into a hostile world, but come on, man, start me off with a full or near full uh, environmental protection meter or something. Yeah, just a little something just to help out. Yeah. So that was funny. I, I, I mean, I had more difficulty with that than any of the previous times that I played it. The only other issue that I ran into that was really, you know, bugs are bugs. Bugs happen. Mm-hmm. And I did run into one time where I had gone on this, uh, uh, a big adventure. I found some ancient ruins and I, you know, dug down and, and found some really valuable artifacts. And I was super excited about them. Brought them back and to a um, one of the trading posts that you find. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sold them for a lot of money. Sold all the other little trinkets that I picked up along the way. And then, you know, I had a couple million units and I figured I was going to get a new ship. So I bought that. And when I hopped into it, took off a little bit, flew around and did some stuff when I went to go land next time, I got stuck in like this, like the, where the ship was kind of hovering above the landing pad, but it would never land. Oh, interesting. I'm sure you're aware, like the primary way that the game saves is when you, every time you exit your yeah, ship. Yep. Yeah. So I hadn't exited my ship in 40 minutes. <laughs> like oh, I'd, no. I'd, I'd done a little excursion out to the ruins on foot and, you know, and walked back. Actually didn't walk back. I ran back because I was being chased by sentinels the whole time for stealing those little shiny balls you know that kind of that frustrated me i almost stopped playing at that point i was like all right i've got enough impressions of this that i can talk about it for but i was like all right now i'll bite the bullet and i dove back in and i'm glad i did because once i made up that time again you know and made that money back it was it was worth getting past it that was the only time that ever happened wasn't too bad but the big problem i did run into was performance interesting so playing over the cloud Mm-hmm. Like, how would you judge the performance of that compared to not just streaming it, but you know, actually inside the game itself? Like, did it feel like it was running on a powerful console? Did it feel like it was maybe running on PC or, you know? Yes, that's interesting. So I noticed there's definitely times where it just felt lag isn't the right word because lag can easily come from just streaming the game. Right. It just felt like it felt like I was running it on a PC mm-hmm. that was two or three years old. Yeah. Or maybe a PC that was built right when this came out. It was just slow to get things going. Right. Which isn't all that far off, right? Because right. what we were actually playing on was a console that's seven, eight years old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess in reality. Yeah. So, so I wonder if they're pushing things a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then my it's guess. just performance is just hitting a little bit of a wall. I would assume PC players. You know, if you have the newest, greatest, best, you're not going to run into mm-hmm. those issues. But I definitely did notice it. it. It felt like it. I ran into similar bugs as you. Now, nothing with the saving. Uh, there mm-hmm. was times where I just went to land and my ship would just go crazy. And it just like started shaking and doing this crazy stuff. And then it would just drop. Right. And, and luckily, I was able to land. There's also times where like I randomly shifted perspective. Mm. And I would go, it just would randomly change. So little weird quirks like that, but yeah, um, I- I'm interested to see because, so how was performance on PS4 and, and Xbox? First of all, I have to say for how much is in the game, it's amazing that it runs so well on a console that old, mm-hmm. you know, but that said, yeah, you know, you can tell they're kind of not focusing on the, the current gen original consoles anymore. Interesting, yeah. You know, which maybe that's the right call for the game. If they're trying to look to keep it going as and be relevant coming into the next generation of consoles, maybe that's the right call. Mm-hmm. But I definitely had issues with if I was digging underground, sometimes I would just find myself just pushed right back up to the surface. Like I would kind of clip through the ground and appear back at the, at the top. Wow. I had issues as I was digging down into the ground. 
where uh, I'm not sure how much you're familiar with how large games like this kind of manage these big uh, terrain pieces, but they kind of store data in these big chunks. And you can almost kind of tell where the boundary of one chunk was to the next, because if you're digging a tunnel, you would just get to the point where no matter how much you're blasting away at the ground with the laser, it's just not digging any more tunnel. When I played it on the uh, 1X, if I ran into that boundary, it would kind of like stutter for, you know, maybe maybe a second. I'd just be kind of digging anything with the laser and just nothing happening. And then it would continue building its own. Mm-hmm. On the PlayStation, oh man, like there were times where it would hang, or not hang, you know, it would like, you're, you're, you could still walk around and everything, but it would just be this uh, little piece of rock would be invincible for a good four seconds. Wow. I had to kind of wait for data to kind of stream in so they could kind of process and, and store that. So again, I'm, I'm not really holding it against it because I think they're taking the right approach of thinking in a more forward direction and, and getting this thing ready to play on next next gen consoles. But I think if you are someone that's not looking to jump right into the, the next generation, you know, and you, you still want to play this game, that, that kind of puts you in a tough spot if you have a, an aging console and you still want to play this game, you know, the performance isn't what it was when the game first came out because of how much content they've added. Do you think that's also not just them preparing for the next generation, but do you think it's the speed and and just not executing code well enough that, you know, we briefly mentioned about this, we were talking about Call of Duty and how it's a, mm-hmm. you know, a massive game to install because they're probably, you know, the code base probably just isn't that good. Maybe they're just trying to speed up releases. Do you think the same thing could be said here that it's just not optimized well enough because they're just banging out these massive releases at a pretty heavy tick? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly possible. You know, like you and I are both developers. We know that, you know, the more you try to tack on to a code base, the more unmanageable it becomes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you kind of set yourself up for, for bugs and, and poor performance. I definitely hesitate to say it's bad code because they made a game and I, I haven't. Well, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it, bad code probably you know, wasn't. Yeah, I mean, same Yeah, same who, who might I judge? Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of there, there is no way to start off with a game that came out. When do we say it was? Four years ago. Four years ago. A game that came out four years ago is still receiving updates. You know, yeah, of course, you're going to run into some, some issues with that. So mm-hmm. um, who knows? You know, maybe... Maybe they're planning some kind of... Because these guys are masters of just surprising people with this stuff, too. So, you know, is No Man's Sky 2 something that's around the corner? Right. Or is that something that people even want? You know, Maybe they're happy just playing this game and uh, willing to put up with bugs and little quirks now and then to just keep getting new content constantly. Yeah, new free content. Right. Which I think a lot of people can handle some weirdness if they're still, you know, they spent 50, 60 bucks or got it on sale for 20. Much less, yeah. And, you know, can still get, what was that game? There was a game that, that was out like seven, it hasn't been updated in like seven years and it just got an update recently. It's like, it's like one of the, was it one of the Star Wars games? It, it's a, no, it's a shooter. I'm not, the name is escaping me right now, but I was just impressed seeing that a game that old. Yeah. Because who knows when it was even released before that received an update seven years after its last update. Yeah. And people still play it. That's such a rare thing because games need to make money. It's it's a business, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if uh, Hello Games has released the numbers on how many units they've sold of No Man's Sky. Is it something that's still making them money or did they make enough off the initial sales batch and releasing on Xbox that they can afford to, to do this? I have no idea, you know, but they're obviously still doing it and cranking away at it. Not the least of which reasons is impressive because of how much hate they got for the game initially. That would kind of turn me off of wanting to keep updating something, but 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, they were pretty steadfast in what they were going to do. So, right. yeah, I mean, kudos to them for keeping up with it and, and still pushing out great content. Great, great content. Yeah. So one of the things that I mentioned earlier was that I didn't know necessarily whether the content that I was encountering was new or whether it was from a previous update that I hadn't experienced. Mm-hmm. So compared to when, when you and I had both first played this when it came out on Xbox, what type of new things did you run into that uh, maybe surprised you? or at the very least delighted you. So one of the things that I noticed were the environments were crazy diverse. Yeah. So once I was able to kind of get past the tutorial, I was like, no, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And I just started going out and kind of exploring. Okay. Crazy, crazy diverse. Now, I mean, from what I can loosely remember, you know, you didn't run into very similar planets over and over and over again. But just one thing I noticed is like, the very first planet I landed on was just, there was so much like flora and just stuff everywhere that I was perfectly content being on that planet for a while and just going around, which was awesome. Uh, It's that slow burn thing. New aliens, um, new fauna, I think, I'm pretty sure we're in this release. I noticed a lot of that. Well, everything being generated, you know, there's always uh, everything you see is technically new. You yeah, know, you right. go to a new planet, but they all kind of look the same before. You know, you'd have like your little squid-like creatures that were crawling around. You'd have the flying creatures way up in the air. Mm-hmm. But I think what they did with this update was really, you know, there's that random generator, and it had like a range of like this, these are acceptable values. And I think what they did was just bump those ends, like the the min and max of everything, way out, oh, so that you could end up with planets now that have like. You know, before you'd have like generally hilly terrain. Now they're like you can have these towering mountains and stuff. Yeah. You, could, um, you know, the, the color spectrums are much wider of what kind of what kind of colors you can be seen for water and grass and skies. Um, I know I saw some ridiculous creatures that probably never would have made it through the first batch. You know, they were these giant pig-looking things with short elephant snouts, and they had these teeny tiny little bat wings like right up near their shoulder blades that was somehow keeping them airborne. You know, and it was like That's it was ridiculous, crazy. but. You know, it was was different. So I think that's one of the biggest things is that, like, I did feel that previous updates with the game were a little bit too samey. I think that's why I maybe stopped playing before was that you you travel to enough systems and you're kind of seeing, like, all right, yeah, I know if I go to a a radioactive planet, it's always going to look like this. Right. So I I think now there's a lot more variety that even just landing on a planet of a type you've been to a number of times before has enough new stuff there or enough chance for some extreme variety that it, it keeps it interesting yeah because i mean i you know another thing i noticed along those lines is like the weather like just being able to see the clouds and just like the difference in you know how the light shines in and the amount of clouds and you know all that stuff was just right it was nuts so one thing that I, I think you're probably not alone it sounds like you didn't really experience much of the story of the game no. Yeah. And I, and that could be, I think that's going to, you know, that there is a story. I, I did at least know there's a story. I don't, <laughs> okay. I, I'll be honest. Like, I don't know that much about the story. Yeah. I just know that like, I'm going to get units. I'm going to just get ships and just yeah. explore around. But I think at some point I'm going to want to explore the story. Yeah. But I, I'm interested. Did you stick to the story? Did you explore? I can't not, if a game is giving me like objectives, I have a lot of trouble. It's one thing in a linear game, you know, or an RPG, if you're supposed to be going, like, it's kind of clear they want you to go down this path, but there's mm-hmm. an option to go down this other path. I'm always going to go down that other path first and just want right. to see, like, I know I know you want me to go this way. I'm going to look down here because there's probably going to be a piece of armor or a gun or something that I want. So that's the instinct I always have. And it's not even an open world. This, this is like a sandbox game. Like, this is just yeah. a massive, 
you know, if I would just wander around, I'm going to get bored. So like I have to follow the goals. And this game gives you not just plenty of goals and like a huge chain of it, but there's multiple threads that you can kind of tug on. Mm. You know, when you first land, you have this distress signal and it's very mysterious and you have no idea what it means. And before too long, you're they're trying to convince you to build a base to, uh, you right. know, go seek out this thing or that. Every time I start a new game, I have this idea that I'm going to ignore that. You know, I'm going to head for the center of the galaxy. I'm just going to, to get there. I've never made it close. <laughs> like every time I play, I just I end up getting stuck in these, all right, I'm going to build a big base first and then I just have it. You know, I can always yeah. come back to it later. And I don't want to say too much into it, but there's the Artemis mission uh, where you try to find this other traveler. The previous time that I had stopped playing, uh, I think it was shortly after the, the VR update because I did play it on VR on the PC that I had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the VR thing was pretty cool. It made it feel very different, but it wasn't a brand new game. You know, it was still, it was something neat to experience, but not an essential way to experience it. And, uh, you know, so I, I kind of spent some time with it and, hey, this is neat. And then I kind of left it. But then afterwards, I talked with a friend of mine, Ben, from Words About Books. Mm -hmm. And he had, I believe he had played the game or, or someone had told him that, what the story was. And I was enthralled. And that's when I realized, like, all right, the next time a big update comes out, I'm getting back into that story because it is, I can't say anything. I don't want to spoil it for you. I don't want to spoil it for anyone listening. Right. If you, but if you like a, an interesting sci-fi story, I think this is one that is, it's tough because it is such a slow burn. Mm -hmm. You know, you can play games that have stories that, you know, you can wrap up in 10, ten hours of gameplay. Right. And that's not going to be the case here. You're going to be playing this for weeks and weeks. But it's definitely one that I want to see through. Even though I know how it ends, I want to experience that because I think it's a fascinating concept. Interesting. So that was going to be my question was, is is there an end? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's spoilery to say. Everyone kind of knew from the start. When the game first came out that the goal was just to get to the center of the galaxy. Right. And when you do, you know, there's something there. And it was kind of a mysterious thing for a while. It's been out long enough now that I think it's fair to tell people that Getting to the center of the galaxy starts you at a random point in a brand new galaxy. Okay. And uh, that that happens, I believe there are 255 galaxies wow. to get through, which however many billions of stars and planets there are in each one is, uh, uh, it boggles the mind. It does. But, <laughs> it's, you know, so I don't know how many players actually see that through. I don't know if you need to get through all those to experience the full story. I, I got story points. I didn't get specifics because I, I do want to discover all that stuff myself still. So that, I guess, leads to the question of, are you going to continue? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think I'm going to right away. You know, I think we have our, uh, we have other games we want to get to. Um, it's going to be real tough here starting next month when we have a whole new generation of games to play and, you know, some of the biggest hitting games that have been, in the works for years. Uh, but I think this is one I'll always come back to. This is one I'll never be able to justify deleting from my hard drive mm -hmm. because even if, if, if I'm desperate for space, I think No Man's Sky, as little as it weighs, is worth keeping around there just for that time when you want to just kind of hang out in a game for a bit. Mm -hmm. Not just that, but my daughter loves playing it. She doesn't play it correctly, of course, and drives me nuts. But, oh, uh, you know, she wants to customize her uh, her rainbow-colored spacesuit and, uh, <laughs> you know, she... She never wants to leave the the first planet that we landed on where she built a little base. I helped her build the base, but, you know, she has her little home and that's, she's not interested she's in leaving. <laughs> so, to each their own, I guess. Yep. So, uh, yeah, this is definitely one that's going to stay around for a long time. I, I don't even see a reason for even after I do complete the story and, you know, see everything there is to see. Yeah. Why not hang on to it? You know, they're, they're, 
they haven't given any hints that they're done providing updates, so I'll keep it around and see what they add next. Sure. What about you? I'm going to find it tough, uh, not due to any dislike at all toward the game. This is more, again, looking at next month. We're yeah. just over 30 days out from the PS5, um, which I will be pounding down the door of wherever I was able to get a hold of it from mm-hmm. uh, to be able to play that thing. So, you know, seeing some of those games coming out and experiencing that new console is going to make it difficult to immediately be able to turn around to this game. But you almost have to try it on a new system though too, right? Right, exactly. So it is going to be one of those games where the second they say, okay, we have the PS5 enhanced version, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's um, I'm yeah. going to play it just to experience it. Um, so, you know, to your point, I think it'll be one of those things where if I have some time where I don't need to dive into anything crazy um, and I don't you know, feel like trying to finish one of the other 30,000 games I have in progress. It's a good game to just sit down if I have 20 minutes. Right. Let's go to a planet, let's check it out, and then I can I can bail out pretty quickly. If you're somebody who owns a PlayStation, an Xbox, or a PC, and you haven't played No Man's Sky yet, would you recommend giving it a try? Oh, for sure. Yeah. W- without a doubt. It's almost essential. It definitely wasn't when it launched, but I think by this point, it's it's earned its way as one of the top games of this generation. For sure. I mean, it's just what they've been able to do. If I think back on games that have made an impact in the past four, five, six years, a lot of people, you know, they'll look at the, the PUBGs and the Fortnites, but that's for a completely different reason. Right. A lot of people look at Grand Theft Auto and they look at what GTA V was and how vast it was. And this eclipses that 15-fold. I mean, it's just, it's what they were able to do is crazy. And what they're continuing to do is crazy. Right. So absolutely, highly recommended. I agree. I think it's something you just need to experience just to be part of that cultural uh, touchstone that it is. Yeah, for sure. Do you think it's going to get, again, looking back on it, you know, whenever they say, okay, No Man's Sky is done and we're going to move on to whatever the next thing is. So whether it's a sequel or, you know, they're going to go to another game, do you think... I believe they've indicated they are working on a uh, a new IP. Oh, a new IP. Uh, They said a new ambitious project. They said, if anything, No Man's Sky just kind of made them feel like they they can go farther. (laughs) Which is nuts. So do you think it'll get the recognition that you and I believe it deserves? Yeah, I mean, Sean Murray, he must have the the thickest skin of anybody on the planet. I've never seen someone receive so much undeserved negativity and hatred. And uh, I think what him and their team at at Hello Games has done is it's nothing short of amazing, really. And uh, I think whatever their next project, I know that they did an iOS game uh, that I believe was critically received well mm-hmm. you know I, I think whatever they do there's obviously going to be people that are still butthurt over uh, buying no man's sky at launch and feeling like they were ripped off somehow you know those people are going to come out of the woodwork again and, and just uh try to sully the mood but right. um I, I think real game enthusiasts and and the uh the gaming media i think they understand what a talented team they are and, and what a specific kind of, of quality they bring to their project i do i think that whatever they work on next is going to be uh, something pretty amazing and, and successful as well love it well before we wrap up today uh i want to give another shout out to our sister podcast words about books this month they're covering hp lovecraft 
and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of tentacles to go around. So if you're into ancient gods, it's definitely worth checking out. I wish I had like something amazing to say about HP Lovecraft books. I I don't know that much. I already made both jokes that I know, the tentacles and, and ancient gods. I'm getting ancient. Uh, I guess that means we're going to have to listen to the episode. Yeah, I'll do that. I think you're supposed to read along that, uh, with it, but uh, who's got time to read books when there's games <laughs> I, to play? <laughs> video games. Come on. Limited time as it is. Absolutely. Well, that does it for us this episode. Join us again next time when we're going to be playing... We are going to play Doom. Not just Doom. Eternal. Doom Eternal. So the reason for this is, one, it's October. Hello, Halloween. If, if Halloween's still a thing anymore, I guess. Uh, but the real reason is Microsoft buying Bethesda, which we will definitely discuss, um, oh, yeah. in detail because that's fascinating. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna give Doom Eternal a try now that it's been added to Game Pass and, uh, see, see how we like it. Yeah. I think we'll spend a little bit more time talking about this next week, but Game Pass is increasingly looking like uh, an essential service for anyone who plays games. I think with this acquisition, that's kind of even, it's undeniable now. Yeah, I mean, with this, and then, you know, adding EA Play for, you know, a lot of those sports enthusiasts. I mean, Game Pass is, it's 15 bucks. on the subscriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Take my money. Give me all All the games. All of them. (laughs) All right. Once again, this has been Words About Games. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.